Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, it's the first hour of Lori and Julia. It is Thirsty Thursday, so if you're at home, crack open some wine maybe. If you're driving, have a Coke. But enjoy this time with us. It's hour one of Lori and Julia. Thanks, Grant. Here we are. Grant. Huh? Day four with Grant. Day four. What do you think of Grant? I'm loving it. You came back every day so far, so that's good. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm learning learning a lot as we go along, and it's been a lot of fun, and there's a lot more to learn, and as as we go on, it's going to get a lot better. Is there a lot more to learn? I don't know know that there is. No, just just learning about you guys. Like, you know, I got to get to know your flow, get to know what you guys like, so I feel more comfortable, like, talking with you guys. You better get your running shoes on there. You're just, you're fine. You're oh, good. You. Whatever you want to say, say it. All right. But, <laughs> I've got something to say. So This um, is shocking. This is shocking, <laughs> I know. So um, we had a client in today for a meeting. And uh, Grant, you know that glass and case conference room that's right yes. off the main lobby? Got the Emmy in it there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the beautiful Emmy. And... Um, Maybe maybe a few weeks ago, we had another client meeting. And as per usual, Julia is like telling me something, lightly scolding me, whatever she's telling me about the business at hand that we're going to do. Because I probably haven't read the email. Anything. Right. Blah, I've blah, printed blah. off the documents. I've prepared <laughs> yes. for the meeting and I'm just informing her on the yes. walk over what her role is. And I'm just <laughs> I'm just relaxed and you know, just you know in her hobo chic. Yeah, I'm a, just like a boho hobo oh. today. <laughs> and um and we were doing a video and so she's like <laughs> and goes to go in the conference room, but it's not the door, it's the glass oh. and walked smack into <laughs> it for the second client meeting second in, like, second in a month. In a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, bam. Oh, did you have a little greasy stain? Not that you are greasy, oh, I'm sure but with a forehead. Well, I didn't stain. even like, I just Your laughed. Your nose and forehead hit the Hysterically, that I, the door, first of all, is in the wrong spot. It, the door in that conference room is on the wrong spot, but I literally turned to go in, ready to go in. Hi! Hi. Bam! Bam. There's, well, there's that little, like, excess wall right before the door, I'm it guessing, is. is what she hit. Yes, yes. And it's, it doesn't belong they, there. They need to put a camera there. You're not and, the only and, person and to capture that. all the time. You know what? That would be hysterical if they had a camera <laughs> there and play it back at the Christmas party. Yes. How many times? Because I'm you sure... You have captured already twice. Yeah. You haven't learned your lesson. No. And I'm and I'll forget again by the next time because yes, I will be will. barking orders at you about what we're supposed to do. Should yes. We, should we get some of those little stickers of like birds that we can put on there so yeah. you can tell that there's yeah. actually like a screen there's door? There's glass. I don't even know that I'd look because I was telling Lori because we were shooting two videos with AARP today and the gentleman will 
Phillips from AARP. He's it's our first time meeting him face to face. We've met him on Zoom and stuff and talked to him on the airs. And so we're going to meet him. And his first thing of me is Bam. Bam. <laughs> and the receptionist just, was laughing hey, so hard. It's an icebreaker for sure. You, it's you, perfect <laughs> icebreaker. I have no battle scars though to mention. It, it it certainly broke the ice. Oh gosh! <laughs> and then and then we're shooting these videos, and we have to remember lines and stuff, and we're horrible. So every other word out of my mouth is a swear word. Mm. <laughs> it's like this is this, this, we should do outtakes. This is pretty good. I'm like poor guy. And I'm wooden on camera. Yes, I'm wooden. I'm a wooden. But wooden. I said, well, I said, well, if you ever see me on the big screen or the small screen, I've slept with the director. That's the only, <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I would be cast because I am not good. She isn't. I'm not good on camera. I kind of freeze. I get Ramona eyes. You really Just give me the you Ramona know what? glasses. I'm going to bring those in because I have them at home. I'm going to yeah. bring those in. Because whenever Ramona's on camera and she knows that another camera's looking at her, she always gets this. I, I think that's me. <laughs> The I just get kind of wooden. Oh yeah, <laughs> nineteen years in broadcasting and a camera still gets you shaken up a little bit. Oh huh? well, we were. This is we were just we're on radio for a reason. <laughs> oh well, no, you guys have been I on the mean, red carpet. You no, guys have done I all know, kinds of things. But and I think I was on television yesterday with Elizabeth Reese. I, in if fact, I know I was. Thought, tell us. But I would love to it know. It was the coffee chat with Elizabeth Reese on Twin Cities oh, Live. Replay. Nice. Did you hear anything about it? Well, I mean, she said she was going to send it to um, you Hannah, know, social media right? here, and I right? thought, no, I don't want to look at Lori talking about coffee. I'm not going <laughs> to do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even tell her, and I DVR'd We're it. We're still sore that no one remembered we've been on the air yeah, for a I while. Know. We're bitter. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I keep saying 19 years. Every chance I get, no. you, you guys bet. I'm no one keep, cares. No one cares. Oh, I'll start counting the days. 19 years and what was oh, it, last oh. week, Wednesday? Was yeah. it last don't, week? Count, really don't, don't count. Don't count, Grant. really technically, Grant, we're going into our 20th year. Yeah. Right? That's so big. we're past 19. Yeah, so, mm. so we'll do the countdown to 20, maybe. Please, no. It's way <laughs> too early. It's way too early. We wouldn't have the attention span for that. We'd be lucky to do a I countdown I want to go and days. watch the Twin Cities Live, so I'm going to check out at their website to yeah. see you on well, and Elizabeth, see if you're a wooden. She's so good. She's so good. She she's so good. I bet you look conversational. I was very disappointed that my hair looked so bad. Well, you but, and others. Yeah, other okay, people. Okay, so in my hair. seriously, for the first time mm-hmm. in how many years has it been since you've washed your hair and started that? Probably 15 or 16 yeah, years. something like that. You got some negative comments on your hair. This well, has never happened in the history of us. Listen, to, to defend my hair, <laughs> okay? Because okay. mine is always I, something weird. I had it colored, blonded up last Friday, as it mm-hmm. were, and my... Lovely Jane, queen of the buttery blondes, yes. is uh, no bueno with a flat iron. And so I don't get like a great blowout from the coloring because Jane has to just grab a stylus to come over and beat my hair with a few whisks of the, right, right. the flattener. And she's no good at it. I'm no good at it. I get somebody for like two minutes. I need someone flat ironing my hair for like 20 minutes Jeez. to beat it into the sleek submission that it can be. Isn't be that something? Into. So it's just a, just a bad blowout. So my hair really, I look like a Q-tip. Okay. <laughs> uh, my hair looks like a Q-tip and it's just a shapeless but Q-tip. It's, 
But so it's, it's good. You know, oh, but no, no, it's no. so. But normally, if I get a blowout from my girl Jazz, <laughs> I'm or, voting you know, Sharon Stone picky, Pixie. Listen, we're not voting for this, but I can take any criticism that anybody has to say about my hair because I'm not going to read it. So I can just hear about it from you and go. Well, I know what happened with my Q-tip. But the, it was funny. The it. person who did say a little bit about your hair went on a little lem- lengthy thing about oh, it. Oh, yeah. But Pe- then apologized. Oh, my God. <laughs> so in the comments on our yeah. Instagram post, and then a couple later. People were defending. I, I'm so sorry that I it didn't mean to. No, no shame. I yeah. love you. Love you. Love, love you. you. Love Just it. you could do better. Of course. You know, you could do better. And even my girl Jane, knows, she knows it. But right. I mean, in the pandemic time, everybody's gotten two jobs. And it used to be someone else would finish your sure. hair at the salon. Mm-hmm. What? What? You know, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. You sometimes kept, sometimes people who, specialize in just color, color or okay. cut or styling. And right. now people are taking on multiple duties, things like that. Yeah, but, that's right. The but, color lady, you know, who's coloring my hair now has to try and make it look finished. And that is not her ballywick. Only because you never get to use that word very often. And nice. I'm Lori's into the words. taking the chance today, uh, Grant, that Ballywick. It works. It works. Okay, we'll be right back with the story we can't get enough of. Well, this is a perfect song for this topic because holy deja vu over at The View this morning. Things got messy again. Hello, deja vu. And this is like three weeks after... They had the talking to? Uh, the women were all called into the ABC News right. president's uh, office. And apparently, and the story was, at least from page six, that Meghan McCain left left the ABC News president's office in the middle of this discussion that they were having about how surly things get on the air and the snappiness and the fighting. And Meghan McCain supposedly stormed out of that meeting because she felt she was being attacked. Right. And normally it's Megan and Joy going at it. Big time. Big head time. to head. Yep. Today, Whoopi was caught in the line of fire. It got so bad, both women had to offer up an awkward uh, apology when they came back from the break. And it's ironic because the whole fight actually started because of a fight about apologies. Here we go. Okay. It's the press's job to speak truth to power. And just because Biden has gotten a pass so far, which he has and continues to do, it is in no one's best interest to treat him like it's state TV. And as Sarah pointed out, that is the biggest difference between us and Russia. Yes. Well, I, I, to just comment on that. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I never saw Trump do was apologize to anybody. And I will take it when you, you know, because sometimes I'm rude respect, to somebody. We're all like respect, that. I don't I just care. Want to fin- let me president. just finish what I'm saying. Well, with all due respect, I, I, I don't I'm care just, if he's apologizing. He just embarrassed himself. I don't care that you don't like care. Just hear what well, I'm saying. I don't saying. care that okay, you don't care. We're going we'll go so to go. Well, then good, Megan. Then you can be how you always are. We'll be you right back. You can be how you always are. I'm in fifth grade. No, I'm in fourth. I'm in third. No, I'm in eighth. And it was Ooh. Biden had no, apologized to the CNN reporter for snapping yeah. at her or something. So that's what they were. With all due respect. With all due respect. I don't care that you. <laughs> right. I don't care if he's apologizing. Well, I don't care that you don't care. Well, I don't care that you don't care. We'll be so we're even. Well, good, Megan. Then you can be how you always are. Well, you can be how you always are. I, and I had to watch it twice. This is profession. These people. And I'm going to guess that on the commercial break they both got a talking to from 
the executive producer right. of the show because when they came to kiss and make up and when they came back, um, Megan said, I just want to, or, or Whoopi said, I, I want to apologize because I was rude. I didn't need to say what I said. And I apologize because that's not the way I want to behave at work. And she goes, well, I apologize to Whoopi. And then Whoopi just said, cool. And then they moved on. This is what it sounded like. I know you are, but what, what am I? I? Right. What am I? I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? It, that's what it feels like, Grant. I, I don't I don't understand at this. Here's the thing, is that everyone has the right on that show to have different opinions, and that's what makes that show interesting. But when you can't have a normal conversation anymore, it's it's so obnoxious. It's I don't so watch bratty. it anymore. I can't. It's so I don't bratty. Like it. It's bratty. But I don't Megan do it. in particular, you know, when I and and she does make good points sometimes, but she, she does. She also gets very um upset. Defensive too. Yeah, very defensive. Upset, very defensive. I mean, her eyes were filling with tears, and then I read that she was wearing one of Lena Dunham's uh, dresses today, and I thought, well. That's one way for there to be maybe publicity about that she was wearing a lean denim dress, but she was just sitting there. Her eyes were just filled with tears. Now, to me, if I'm coming into work and I'm getting in a daily argument, daily argument with one of my close coworkers, which I would say when you're on the air, they're not even all together in no, studio No, they aren't, Lori. Yet. They haven't done that yet. And that every single day, to me, I would say... For my like peace of mind, What's I my can't role? handle the mantle of being the only conservative on this panel. I don't like having to defend Donald Trump because she's not a fan of Donald Trump. Right. But she gets very um, panel visioned and gets very defensive. And she brings it up all the time. I'm the lone conservative. I'm the only conservator conservative on this panel and i'm like okay that's the way the view has always been it's always been either four to one or three to two it's not the supreme court it's right, 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 it's four right, right, or five right, ladies right. and it's generally been one or two conservative but she gets so upset and and it loses its message in the platform i mean because she could be doing Have so much because i'm conservative in some way yeah. i really am in some ways Have and, and the navarro on though someone who can be calmer and about ha- it, because Megan, no, I would say two or three times a week, this is a regular thing. It, it's mm-hmm. not It's not worth it to a listener, I don't think, anymore, to listen to something here's, that's just so no. long. Yeah, here's what some of the comments were. Um, uh, uh, um, all I have to say is fire Megan McCain. Yeah, let's see. This is her self-fantasy that she is a badass. Um Let's see. Megan is unacceptable. Whoopi needs to pull either it's her or me. Enough of this nonsense. Hi, Hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. How can anyone talk to Whoopi this way? And uh, um, here's the thing, you know, because their ratings really, they had great ratings over the year of COVID and everything. Yeah. And I think what they do is they do bring, they talk about politics. So yes. many places don't talk about it anymore. Right. Everyone goes away yes. from it anymore. Mm-hmm. And they that is their mainstay. And they have such an opportunity. And she has such an opportunity because she's smart. But but her thin skin gets yes. her thin in skin, trouble. Yeah. And that's the thing because you lose all of her message because she's like, Whining, yeah, yeah, and 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 throwing it back at her like with all due I respect. I don't care. Yeah. Wait, she sounds like a twelve-year-old. Yeah, I know. And and that's where it all goes haywire. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because she does have. She is a smart woman. Mm-hmm. She does have good thoughts. You know, I mean, good opinions. It's, just a lot it's of interesting. No, it's just a lot of nonsense with. But this Joy Behar at the same time, I think, is yes. another. She might be fourteen years old, but she goes at it with her too. And Joy dips as low as she goes and it's mm-hmm. it's so i feel like there's it it isn't just megan at times joy goes there right with her but megan is always in it yes okay the consistent yes. bratty and she would believe it because person is always megan and then yeah. somebody else somebody yeah. else so it isn't ever you right. don't see this with so i i don't know what they're gonna do but i don't know if we'll be able to do, do you that think but they had i mean but they got a phone call immediately because yeah. they so it's in their ear already what the Heck, just happening enough. This is not, we already talked about this. Like you said, though, she's got a platform and they've got good open, they've got a good place for a good discussion and it gets lost in the excitement and the, the name calling and the childish behavior will, that will, comes out. And, and I, I tell you, I'll equate it to tennis. Okay. You get so excited. You get the perfect bo- ball up in the air. You're just going to smash it yeah. and hit a volley and you're so excited to hit it. You get over excited and you hit it right into the damn net. Yeah. Yes. That's what she does. Yeah. He gets so excited every time she just hits everything in the net. A rude net. A rude net. I mean, but I mean, seriously, because it's like you get so excited and you got this and then all of a sudden, bam, bam, always goes down. Speaking of probably not the best analogy, but that's how I feel sometimes because I get get so excited for my hits when I'm going to finally get a good hit and then bam. We get it. I just want to give everyone... um, a DVR alert, the Andy Cohen keeping up with the Kardashian reunion oh, yes. part one is tonight. Grant? I'll watch it. Okay, Are that's you? Yes, right. for you guys, watch I will. I will. Well, we, we, I want to watch it. Andy, at least from the clips we've seen, it seems like we're going to get some uh, good stuff, but they, the Kardashians also had final edit, so we'll see. But anyway, it's tonight on E, not yes. Bravo. Oh, Lori, then yep. I didn't record it. Yep. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday, and we are so happy. We have another edition of the Low J Book Club, and Jennifer Weiner, best-selling author, is with us. Again, we've talked to her several times. Her latest, greatest book is That Summer. Jennifer, thanks Hi, Jennifer. for coming back to our show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to talk to you guys. Absolutely. Uh, Jennifer, I don't know how you managed to write so many great books uh, year after year, but you've really done it again. And if you would give people the setup of that summer, we'd sure appreciate it because the book just came out. Yeah. So that summer is the story of two women who have almost identical email addresses. 
One of the women is this kind of unhappily married housewife who lives on the main line of Philadelphia. She starts getting emails that are intended for a woman who is a corporate consultant and very glamorous and travels the world. So it's this sort of meet cute and the women become friends. And then we learn that this meeting was not accidental and that there's a piece of history that these women share. Uh-huh. And then some. And then some. Yeah. It's <laughs> and so then and some. And the way you tell the story and how it's unfolding. And I'm curious, did you write this book in the year of the pandemic? I did. Yes. Okay. Start to finish. You did. Yes. And do you think that I mean, because obviously it's, it's influenced very much a me too yes. story. Um mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering if like was that like do you think that writing in the pandemic when everything was shutting everything was shut down and we weren't having our lives as we know it, was it easier to write this story under those circumstances or did it not make a difference? Well, no, I think it was easier because things did feel more quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, It felt like we all had a little space to contemplate, um, to maybe like take a step back. With the whole Me Too piece of it, that all felt like it was coming at us so intensely and so nonstop, you know, where like every day it would be a different guy, Mm -hmm. you know, taken down. Mm -hmm. And I was glad to have the pandemic, to have that time to think about it. And the other pandemic piece was just thinking about escape and thinking about pleasure and thinking about being someplace beautiful and wanting to take my readers there with me, which is why the book is set on Cape Cod and why there's so many fun beachy descriptions. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's food, there's romance, there's all the things that I hope you want in a beach read. Yeah, and, and it is. I had to Google Truro after yes. I was done reading yes. the book because I was like, I got to see if this is a real place on Cape Cod. And of course, you know, mm-hmm. it is. It, it's a real place. I go there every summer. It's my, my favorite place in the world. It's beautiful and isolated, and it's kind of the anti-Hamptons, which I like very much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a, it's a real place, and I hope everyone gets to see it someday. Yeah, well, you're doing for Cape Cod what uh, Elin Hildebrand, Ellen, has done for Nantucket. Yes, I know, and Ellen and I are actually doing an event together are in you? August, and I'm, I'm going to Nantucket. I've never been. Oh, how fun. I, I know, it's oh, going to be amazing. That sounds like fun. Okay, so... Because it wasn't your book last summer. The book, it wasn't called last summer. Um, no, last is, summer was big summer. Big and summer. this summer is that, that summer. summer. And it, next summer, there's going to be another summer book. And then I'm done with summer forever. And for then you're done time. with it. Okay, okay. Okay, so, you know, you kind of, I've read some different interviews that you've had. If you're just joining us, with we're with international New York Times bestselling author, Jennifer Werner. Um, the latest novel is That Summer. And it deals with, you know, some heavy issues, um, you know, about sexual assault and things like that. And you credit your own daughters um, kind of you talk about you have a 17 year old going off to college and you wonder if you prepared her enough. And, you know, Lori and I have had a lot of different discussions around me, too. And and when the whole mm-hmm. Brett Kavanaugh thing was going on and how we all felt yeah, like it's a miracle if you get through high school or college without being assaulted in some way. Yeah, I mean, and and it the fact that I certainly felt that way 30 years ago mm-hmm. when I was 
finishing high school and leaving home. And, and just the fact that it, it hasn't changed enough no. and it sort of makes me crazy. And, you know, as the mother of two daughters who are going to have to live in this world, I, I really would like things to improve more quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, and, it's, it's true. It is true. And, and it's, and it's interesting. And one of the things, you know, from the Diana character, you know, that how it shaped her life. How yeah, it, it everything. How it changed everything for this very outgoing, easygoing gal. One summer babysitting, you know, somewhere, yeah. and what happens, and how that just is something that she has just you can't get over. So yeah, and right, that was definitely that I. It was something that I wanted people to think of mm-hmm. is the fact that both of these women. I mean, Diana, who has survived a sexual assault, and Daisy, who has just dealt with the more commonplace stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the cat calls or a boss who's a little handsy or a coworker who doesn't take you seriously, that kind of stuff. But both of their lives have been shaped by those events for, for better or worse right. in ways great and small. And I wanted my readers to really think about those things as, as we consider what our work as women is to sort of leave things a little better than we found them for the next generation of girls. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I was struck, I think you really I, I make such a paint, you know, with the words and the story around Daisy, who's like, what is she, 20 or 21 when she marries uh, Hal? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And I think that that's an interesting story, too, because sometimes... Um, Younger women are influenced by like the suave, debonair man right. who might be 10, 11, 12 years older. But that yep. is that really going to be the person that you would pick when you're by the time you're 30? And like right. other women might, or your mom or sisters might try and kind of talk you out of doing that. But ugh, that's a hard one. You get it. Yeah. People get uh, in yeah. that orgasmic haze. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. You know, and Daisy has a mother who has been widowed relatively young Mm -hmm. who thinks that she's doing her daughter a favor, really, by steering her toward this man, thinking she will be secure. She will never have the kind of financial insecurities that I've had because her husband, you know, was this kind of boom and bust entrepreneur where he either was doing really well or he was struggling you know, she, the way that she sees the world, she thinks that she is setting Daisy up for success. Mm -hmm. And I do think that there's really some generational shifting that's going on with women of my generation versus women of my mother's generation Mm -hmm. versus now my daughters, who I really am convinced, like, these girls are going to save us all. Yeah. Uh, my daughters, they put up with nothing, yeah. and they will call boys out on their on their crap. And yeah. God, I just remember being, you know, a, a, a teenager or a tween, and just wanting to be accepted and wanting everyone to like me and trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to make that happen. And my daughters are just like, no, like I don't care if everybody likes me or not. I am going to speak my truth, and I'm 
so impressed by them. I don't know where they got it. Jennifer, it is great. It is so true. It is so true about that generation and how how lucky for you. I know it because goodness. We're kind of the shoulder generation into that or something, yeah, you know, a little big. and mm-hmm. and um, all the hard work. I feel like my mom's generation did. And then we got to reap a lot of the success of it in the workplace, but not but to, we but still we had, had a lot we had of challenges. But yeah. then this young one is they don't take any crap from anybody. It's very interesting and how and how lucky for them. And this book yep. really resonates. So he, so the book is That Summer. We're talking with that woman, Jennifer Werner. That best, Wiener. Wiener. Weiner. Weiner. Okay. Weiner. So we obsess. Is it Wiener? Is it Weiner? Is it Werner? What is it before we have is you on? Is it Elin? Is it Ellen <laughs> Hildebrand? We get so, and we answer, have a book. I can answer I all of these questions. Okay, so I'm... I'm Jennifer Weiner. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Ellen. 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 I always thought it was Elin, too, but it's Ellen. I know. We've we've had her on so many times, and you we've had on, and we still, we freak out about this ahead of time. We just want you to know, and then we do it wrong. Our big deal authors, you know, people who everybody knows, and we just feel like everybody knows you, and so now people will always remember how to say your name if they're listening. Well, if if that is true, that that is a blessing you have bestowed upon me forever, because (laughs) Lord knows I hear it wrong a lot so your your writing has really i mean we've been with you since in your inner shoes you know and you've written so many covered so many topics for women so thank you for doing i I mean it's all do you ever worry jennifer you're going to run out of ideas or do you feel like uh, you're you've got plenty more I, as, as long as there are women in the world i'm going to have stories to tell okay good and Mrs. Everything, remember Mrs. Everything? That was such a good book. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, you are Thanks. such a good writer. How just... many of your books have been movies or TV shows now? So Just In Her Shoes, Shoes. Was, has been made into a movie. Mm-hmm. However, Good in Bed, um, Mindy Kaling optioned it, and oh. she is producing it, and she's going to star. So Excellent. I'm pretty thrilled about that. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And that sh- was a great book, right. Good in Bed, and we loved In Her Shoes. And that was with Cameron Diaz, wasn't it? That was, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good mm-hmm. movie, too. Oh, gosh. You're, you. All right. What's the last great book you read, Jennifer? Oh, my goodness. You guys are going to love this. It's okay. called A Certain Hunger. And it's by a woman named Chelsea Summers, and it is about a female cannibal. <laughs> okay, so I know you're thinking, uh, Jen, like, what are you even talking about? Right. It is, it, it's, it's amazing, um, you know, because I got to thinking how hard it is sometimes to find books that are about, like, middle-aged women and how... You know, it just sort of seems sometimes like everybody's writing about these like younger women and right. like, romance and falling in love and like I want a I want a, a seasoned woman like I want somebody who's like figured her stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, this woman has just figured out that she um, loves men and will sometimes eat them. And oh my it, gosh, she's got <laughs> okay. We have to, it came out last December. Yeah, um, so that's one I recommend. And I also just read The Plot by Jean Hant Corlett. Um, She's the woman who wrote the, um, God, the unknowing, I think, or the untelling, the one that the HBO miniseries. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The Undoing. The Undoing. Yes, 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 yes. It had the title of the book it was based on was You You Should Have Known. Yeah. And um, I loved that book. But the plot, let me tell you, I mean, I don't know if, if, 
the fact that I'm a writer made it resonate for me in a really special way because basically it's about this washed up kind of has been male novelist, like had a great success with his first book, can't figure out how to write a second one. He's teaching at this kind of CD MFA program. Okay. He meets this guy who's really arrogant and a jerk. And the guy is like, I don't even need to be here. I don't need anything from any of you. I've got the story of a lifetime. And the author is just like, you know, yeah, whatever. Then the guy tells him the story and it's amazing. It's got everything. Then the guy dies without having published a word. And so, of course, what does the professor slash blocked writer do but appropriate the story, write it himself. Um, It's Steven Spielberg buys the rights. It's an Oprah pick. It's a huge bestseller. And then, and then, because you never get away with anything, bad things start to happen. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, Jean Hans right? Corlitz. Yes, yeah. that sounds so good. We we have to, we're running out of time, or we are way out of time, but this was such a treat. You are really a delicious author. We just love reading your books, and thank you, Jennifer. Absolutely. Weiner. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> <Weiner>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank I you. really appreciate the it. The book is Jennifer. that summer. People pick it up. It's just a great read. And we are just delighted to chat with you again and hope to talk to you when your next book comes out. Thank you for Absolutely. your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Thanks, you guys. Have a Bye. great day. Yeah, thank you. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Now, Julia, is this book that summer um, that where we just talked to Jennifer, is this the one Sutton Foster is reading to you? Yes. Okay, so so this is um and you know Jennifer has she was first of all how delightful was she? Oh, I, yeah, she was her. nice. How yeah. She's super she? She's fun. She's, she's a big darn deal. Oh yeah, and we have had her on several other times. The one that was interesting the other misses or misses everything. Remember, misses it was everything. about a mom who decides the good and bad. Oh. I mean, I, we like everything that she writes and always it's a there. There's there, not a type. There isn't a type. A type this of is novel. more thought She's like provoking. Ellen Hildebrand yeah. in that way. There's similar writers, right? And so, um, Grant, do we have winners' first names? Yes, we have. It was Elizabeth and Janelle were our two winners. All right, so here's to you guys. Congrats. Yeah. We'll be putting those in the mail to you today. It just and then the other books you talk about. Um, you know, seventy percent of readers or something high like that are women. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, it's just kind of. It's just in our wheelhouse. Who doesn't love to read? I mean... But you did not like Sutton Foster reading to you. Okay. All right. You have to bring that up. I was trying to get past it. Why? Here's, why here, Why wouldn't you share this with right, people well, to here, save them well, the audible? All right. Well, here is the thing. Okay. So seriously, um, I know Sutton Foster. I, we, I feel like we, we know, love her. She's in Younger. She was Bunheads. in Bunhead. She's, she's on she's Broadway. We've Broadway. never seen her on Broadway, her, her, but we'd love to. Her, like Carrie Mulligan read me a book earlier in the year. And when I talk about reading them to me, um, Grant, I don't mean, you know, I mean through um, audio Audible. Books. Yeah, yeah. Audible. Yeah. So I pay this outrageous amount a month to get my books because it's just a way to be able to do two things at once. I'm with you. Read it and yep. and read it and get ready for the show. But yes. so many times what's happened this year is we've had books when they come out on the opening day. So they don't they're not available on Audible. So I've had to crunch it a little extra. But so I like the combo. But this is read by Sutton Foster and her voice is so distinctive. I played it for you in the double wide yesterday, Lori. And sometimes it. I can't get past so I just want people to know 
read Read the book because you had such a different feeling initially on the book than I had. And I'm like, I'm being preached to by Bunhead. Because the narrator that you hear in your voice, auditorily in your own ear, if, if it's not pleasing to you, you're not going to I'm care about what the characters are saying and telling you. Whereas when you're reading it, it's more imagine it. It's, it's you can pleasing. imagine the you book, can imagine but, and that usually that it doesn't bug me at all because yeah. I love being read and to. You love Carrie Mel- Mulligan, Matthew McConaughey, Red Green Light, but that too. was his memoir. Yeah, and Jennifer, you know, like um, okay. people's memoir. I like, I accept that, but this one for me was just a little bit of a disconnect because I really, I kept seeing this character. Wait, I know, do read it, to me. It would be like you know. Um, yeah, it's like I remember when we first started on the air, and people were like, "Oh my!" Yeah, like I remember you—you you, you do have terrible voices. What? Why did anyone hire you? Listen to how you sound. But even more so, imagine like you know, reading for pages and pages. You know, oh, that mm-hmm. used to be awful. Lori, remember when you? I remember back in the day. When you, what? I'm not even going to say it. All right, fine. <laughs> All right, let's, let's. I'm editing myself a little because okay. some things don't belong on air. Okay, well, let's. Okay, so I don't know why James Corden decided to give us a little tease of when the Friends reunion was, you know, taped at right? Warner Brothers. He had did his version of a carpool karaoke with the Friends as he picked them up. In a like a limo, a golf li- caddy. Oh, I love you it. You know, where oh, there's sure, the yeah. long ones. several seats that they Pic- drive you around in amusement parks. Yeah, it's picture the thing that picks you up at Disneyland yeah. to get you from the parking lot yeah, up yeah, to the yeah. front of the the. Uh... Yeah. So, and even though the Rembrandts, who uh, uh, is an American pop rock duo formed by Phil Solom and Danny Wilde in 1989, did not get a thing in the Friends reunion, the iconic song. But Lady Gaga did. Yeah, Lady Gaga (sighs) did. But here we go. They are singing carpool karaoke, James Corden on lead. It's a really cute video it, to watch. He first really, picks up Lisa Kudrow and Courtney yeah. Cox, and Courtney has too much cheek filler. As usual. It's <laughs> super, it's super cute. It really is. Did we post this somewhere? I'm sure it's on the MyTalk site today. Yeah, and it's also, it looks like Joey didn't know the words to the song if you were no, watching the he, video. Yeah, he didn't. And when uh, the creators of um, Friends, they they... They were looking for a melody similar to the 87 R.E.M. song. It's the end of the world as, as we, we know, know it. it. Right. And so, which is the song that accompanied the Friends pilot when they first sent it to uh, Phil Solom and his writing okay. partner. And they were just like, uh, I don't know. And as the bandmate, they recalled that they were kind of told, well, we don't know if this song is going to work or not. And they just kind of did it. And I mean, it was... They, the rest it is was there clapping, and it was like a kind of a fluky, weird thing. It could have been in the story, but I'm glad they had the kids sing in That's the golf cart. It's super cute. That's fun. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, oh, gosh, we have got to get into something something dishy, right? It's yes. dishy. It is dishy, Julia. Oh, gosh, it is dishy. All right, we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia. My talk, 1071.